Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. Shep Hyken here. We're back with another amazing episode of Amazing Business Radio, and we have a very exciting, or should I say amazing show today, because my buddy, Bill Cates, is in the house, and we're going to be talking about his newest book, uh, Radical Relevance. I'm very excited about it. Quick things before we dive into the interview. You know the story. Uh, we have, um, if you've got a question, and, and you've got an amazing story yourself, you can share it on any of the social media channels. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and everywhere else. And we also, oh, by the way, before I tell you what the also is, make sure you use the hashtag AskShep. We also have the TV show Be Amazing or Go Home that can be found on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Prime, C-Suite, and uh, we've actually added the episodes to YouTube. We always have great segments with uh, amazing guests, and you won't want to miss that, so be sure to tune into that. All right, let's get into our amazing interview today. Are you ready? Bill Cates is here. A little bit about Bill. He's an entrepreneur. He's a speaker. He's an amazing guy. I've known Bill for probably close to 30 years, and I've seen him speak to many organizations. He was known as the referrals guy, the guy that taught everybody how to do, be so good at what they did that you would want to refer business to them. And I think that's a pretty cool concept. I'll never forget, we were both speaking at the Million Dollar Roundtable in Chicago. This is one of the largest, most uh, really uh, unbelievable events in the insurance industry, if not any industry. Uh, 10,000 people there, and Bill and I are at dinner one night, and I just love the conversation we had. I said, the, the waiter was great. He goes, uh, oh, you got to order that, man. That is rocking. And I said, well, how about this dish? He goes, well, it's rocking, but in another way. So <laughs> Bill and I played off that. By the way, Bill has a likeness to George Clooney. And when he is out and I'm out with my bald head just at the right angle and you blur your eyes a little bit, you might think you're looking at Bruce Willis and, and George Clooney having dinner together. Bill, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Hey, Chef, let's make sure we're rocking in a different way. In a better way. In a better way, even. <laughs> so, hey, great to have you. You've written this book, Radical Relevance, and you shared it with me. And I thought, wow, this is an interesting take. What does that mean? And does it apply to customer service and experience? And as we started to get into the background of the book, I realized, you know what? You've got to come on the show. You've got to share what this is all about. So, uh, Radical Relevance, the subtitle is Sharpen Your Marketing Message, Cut Through the Noise, and win more ideal clients. And that marketing message, that's a promise that you make to your customers. And to me, that's what customer experience is about, is delivering on that promise. So why don't we start by the obvious question and uh, tell us about the book, Radical Relevance. Sure, uh, you know, the challenge in the marketplace in terms of reaching new customers or, or clients is really two things. Number one is the marketing message overload that's out there, right? Everyone is being inundated by marketing messages. Number two, it's inertia. Sometimes people are doing nothing. They got their head in the sand regard, related to what we, the problems we solve and, and opportunities we present, or they're working with someone else. The incumbent is in place, and how do we get them to look at a different approach? And the relationship between the book in terms of the outward stroke of messaging our value is totally related to the internal 
or to the, the customer client experience because they need to be congruent, obviously. They need to be supported. And everyone involved who's customer facing or supporting someone who's customer facing needs to know what is the message that's being portrayed out there? How are we describing the value to make sure that there's a consistency of experience everywhere along the way, right? Right. And also, and we can get into this a little bit more, that the same principles in the book in terms of that outward messaging and being clear on, on who we serve and how we serve them and the problems we solve and how we solve them and all those various things it's also internal, right? Every within, within an organization should know who their customer is and the problems they solve for them and how to articulate that value. And then finally, as you know, everyone who works in an organization is a walking, talking representative of that organization. And so we want to make sure that there is a consistency uh, of message throughout internally, externally, and that will, of course, result in a better uh, experience for customers and clients, a better experience for prospects to the organization, and then more prospects and customers, clients coming into the organization. All right. So I want to get back to this messaging idea where mm -hmm. we've got a marketing message, mm -hmm. a, kind of like a brand promise. Is that another way to describe it? Well, it's definitely related to it. Um, and, and, you know, how we convey our message to prospective clients or customers needs to be a few things. First of all, it needs to be relevant so we catch their attention, obviously, in the sea of sameness and the sea of, of, of message overload. It also needs to qualify, right? We want to make sure that we're attracting the right people into a business because the whole customer client service mechanism that you help so many companies put in place is designed to serve certain core key types of ideal customers or clients, right? So we want to make sure that we're attracting those people into the business so we can serve them the way we want to serve them and they appreciate the way we serve them, right? And then we want to make sure that we're repelling the wrong ones. And I hate to use the word repel, but it's got to be a good match, right? So our messaging has to convey that good proper match. And then of course we need to be able to move them to take action. Whatever that action is we request of them, whether it's a, answering an email, a voicemail, clicking a link on a website, whatever the call to action is, we need to make sure that the, there's a compelling reason to do that. And so right. that's what all the marketing message is about. And then, you know, we can talk about how it translates internally as well. Right. So I, I think the marketing is what's getting people to take the action. But let's, let's yes. flip it back to the service and experience side. Sure. I'm going to give you an example of uh, an internal message mm -hmm. that is kind of a brand promise that uh, one of my favorite companies, and I've talked about this company uh, over the years on this show, in my newsletters, on my videos, it's the Ritz-Carlton. They have a mantra, or actually it's their credo, I call it the mantra, we're ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. Mm. And that's their message. And by the way, uh, when I stay at a Ritz, if I'm working an event and the client's having the event at the Ritz, I will receive an email saying, our ladies and gentlemen at the Ritz-Carlton, whatever city, are looking forward to serving you. Mm. So uh, knowing that mantra or credo, nine mm. words, uh, to, and I just thought of myself, well, we want to repel the people who don't fit in. So I'm thinking, who doesn't see themselves as a lady or a gentleman? And I'm talking about not, not their, uh, uh, how they identify themselves. It's, right. I think what they're saying is we're polite, we're ladies and gentlemen, and we're right. not just kids, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, I hear that message, and I think it's so important that even though you're promising that, we have to live that value. 
Yes. Is that, is that really what we're trying to say here? On the inside of the organization, we live the value of the marketing messages that we're creating for outside customers. Yeah, without a question. And, and two, two thoughts on that. First of all, I think it does uh, in some way repel the people that aren't a good fit, meaning this is not a place to come with a, with a, a rowdy crowd and booze it up and you know, trash the place and all that. So there are certain people that will just not be attracted to that message. Mm-hmm. And so therefore they will self-select out, hopefully. Uh, yeah. And then you're right, of course, if it's ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen, that has to go from with everybody inside the organization. Yeah, has yeah. To treat everyone else as a lady and gentleman, right? How we treat our internal uh, employees, internal customers, if you will, will reflect how we treat everybody else. So it, yes, it's, it's clearly a, like you say, a mantra or, or, or a way of being that has to permeate the entire organization. And that's true for really a lot of the different things we're going to talk externally. People need to know what's being said and what's expected and how, how the, these customers and cl- or clients are coming into our organization, what message they've been told and what expectations they have because of that message. And now we have to live up to that and then how we live up to it internally with everyone we serve, right? If you're not serving a a customer directly, you're serving someone who is, right? And so that has to permeate the entire organization. Right, and if even if you're not serving somebody that specifically is taking care of the customer, you may have have major impact. My favorite example Mm -hmm. of that is when you check your bag at the airport and it shows up on the baggage carousel at your destination, there's probably about a dozen people that touched your bag that will never see your smiling face, but knows what they have to do to get the job done. Can you give me, before we take a break, can you give me an example of uh, a great marketing message from a company that, that, by the way, we would want to say, okay, on the inside, what do we need to do to deliver this, you know, on this promise? Yeah. So there's a, uh, in the book, I feature one particular client of mine who we were able to take from, uh, it's a professional services client. So we were able to take from 100 high level clients to a thousand high level clients in seven years. And it's Nancy McKay, and she really lives into all the things we teach around referrals and introductions and, and, uh, and marketing message and all of that. And her, her, her vision, if you will, and then therefore her brand promise is to empower the world with more inspiring leaders, right? Hmm. Okay, so that's, that's the kind of the vision, that's the mission, right? To create more inspiring leaders in the world. And she knows, and everyone in her organization knows, that when she helps leaders in any organization, right? In most cases, it's CEOs, but she also has other tracks. She knows she's helping all the people inside their organization, right? As the leader becomes more balanced, as the leader becomes a better communicator, all of the different things that, that you know, impact a good leadership, everybody in the organization is affected by that, right? So she knows by affecting that one person, she's impacting hundreds, thousands of people and so everyone in the organization understands the incredible responsibility, if you will, and the magnitude of the work that they're doing and how important that work is. And so yep. she's got a mission, what I'll call a mission-driven business. And you know what I'm talking about. You see some businesses out there who really are driven by a very specific mission and customers and clients buy into that mission, employees buy into that mission. And because of that, everyone re- receives a better experience. Yep. Everybody's in alignment. And uh, I can see there's a great responsibility there on delivering on what she is trying to deliver to her clients and customers. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, 
We're going to talk more about how to be radically relevant with the guy that wrote the book, Radical Relevance, Bill Cates. It's an amazing story, an amazing book. Don't go away. We're coming right back in just a moment. Cult is not a scary word. My book, The Cult of the Customer, proves it. It helps you design a strategy to lead customers and employees through five cultural phases or cults. And good news, I have a revised and updated version of the book. The new edition, The Cult of the Customer, will come out on March 17th, 2020. It features case studies, tips, and tactics to guide you on the journey from uncertainty to amazement and build a better customer-focused culture, a cult of the customer. Pre-order the book before March 17th to receive the ebook for free right away along with another special gift. So what are you waiting for? Go to www.cultofthecustomer.com today to order. Join the cult that turns satisfied customers into customer evangelists, the cult of the customer. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Bill Cates, the author of Radical Relevance. And Bill, we're talking about marketing messages. We're talking about a very frontline uh, focus, um, um, messaging, brand promises. I want to get back into the culture of the company. I want to mm-hmm. talk about how this impacts customer experience. And I know I, I'm kind of setting you up on this, uh, <laughs> but we did talk about it at the break, so you knew it was coming. Yeah, so one of the things that, you know, we know that salespeople are out there trying to, you know, convince prospects to become customers, et cetera, and, and move them along a path of action, right? The path to purchase, if you will. Uh, but we also know that anyone who is customer client facing, a customer service rep per se, uh, also has to do that. Right? We have to work with customers. We have to sometimes get them to move along. Sometimes there's upselling involved. Sometimes it's just getting the job done to solve that client or customer's problem. Right. Are, so now, are the, you referring to uh, like a contact center, people calling in and getting well, customer it support? Could be face to, it doesn't right. matter. It could be face-to-face. Mm-hmm. It could be on the phone. Yep. Uh, anytime you're serving a customer and you're trying to help them solve their problem, whatever yep. it may be, mm-hmm. um, that there's, there's an element of influence skills, if you will, mm. right? How do we get people to accept our message, buy into what we're trying to get them to do so that we can indeed help them solve their problem? And we know our customers, clients sometimes are getting in their own way around this. And so in the book, I have a, a chapter called the, uh, the, neuro, the Neuroscience of Relevance. And it, it was fascinating. We're going to get into neuroscience. I'm oh, so well, excited. It's a sexy term, right? <laughs> yeah, but, the, but it's amazing because of all the things that the way they can study the brain now, it's really helpful uh, from the service and sales and marketing side of our businesses. And so here's, here's one thing we know. Uh, well, a couple of things. First of all, the brain is scanning six times a second. Where am I? Am I safe? Where am I? Am I safe? Right? So it always wants to be safe. It wants to be free from fear. Uh, we know that we're fear, you know, guided animals, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. Then uh, three times a second, the brain is going, is there an opportunity here, right? What's my opportunity? Now, the brain, the, the, you know, the humans are geared to take advantage of opportunity, but only when they feel safe, only when in, in a customer service experience, only when they feel heard, right? Only when they feel empathy coming from whoever is dealing with them, Right that we have to understand that when someone in, 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 you know, uh, 
comes to us with a customer client service issue, there's a fear factor going on. There's an uncertainty factor going on. And so we have to relieve that sense of fear yep. or a sense of stress. As they want help, or maybe there's a complaint. They could even be angry. It, yeah, it could be the whole range, right? It could, they could not be angry, mm-hmm. but they could be on the, on the possibility of, you know, am I going to have to get angry? Right. Right? right. Or they may be the nicest person in the world, but that fear element, that stress element is still there. And so I think we have to understand that the first thing that we do in client customer experience is take the stress out of their lives as best we can, right? That's oh, one yeah. of our jobs. We call that removing friction. Removing friction. I love it. And so we also know that the brain craves clarity, meaning a confused mind will not take action. This is not just in the sales process. This is in the service process as well. This isn't, this isn't being a human being. If we feel confused, uncertain about any path of action, we will not take that path of action until we gain clarity. So on a client customer service experience level, one of our jobs is to make sure that people see the clarity on what the solution is, see the clarity in the path of action. Here's what we're asking you to do. We've got to make sure that there's a step-by-step sense of clarity because how many times have you been on the phone with a service center or you've been in a store, right? In a retail environment or anything where you're getting answers and you're not really clear. Now, not everyone's going to confess they don't feel clear by the right, way. Right, I know. People, right? they don't want to, I mean, there's times that you just say yes because you don't want to act like you're, uh, you, like you don't understand, like you're ignorant. Right, and here's, here's yeah. a great way, and by the way. And you're probably tactical, not, it's just they aren't explaining it well. Right, and here's a very tactical thing that we should do when we're serving our customers or clients. Rather than say, do you have any questions? Say, what questions do you have? And that little change of verbiage now says to them, we have empathy. We know that most people have questions in this circumstance. What, so we give them permission to, to bring up that thing that they maybe wanted to bring up, but they weren't going to. Right. What questions do you have? My guess is at this point, you probably have a few questions. Tell me what they are. I like so that even better uh, because you're not asking for a yes or no. That last right. one is tell me what they are means you're assuming and probably right, rightly so, that they have a question. I think that is a great, uh, I think that's, that, that, in, that could impact the customer experience dramatically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So the neuroscience, I like that, uh, that six times a, a second. A second, yeah, very quick, unconscious. I'm, yeah, unconscious, I'm looking, I wanna be safe. I'm, I can, I mean, I'm, as, you're, as you were telling me this, what I'm thinking is, I'm getting ready to go to the airport shortly, and mm-hmm. I'm already freaking out here in my mm-hmm. office about how long the security line might be, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. which is why I paid not only for TSA pre to cut the longer line, but I also paid for clear, for clear to yeah. cut that line too. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I mean, I'm kind of, and I'm willing to pay for that, for that safety, for that relief of stress, if you will, for that reduction of friction. And so I think that's, that's kind of what we're talking about here. Um, so I, I think on the inside, and, and we'll take a break in just a moment, I really want to emphasize a few things that, you know, radical relevance, it's about being relevant to the customer internally, making sure everybody understands what that relevance to the customer is mm-hmm. and understanding everybody's position on how they can deliver it to 
whoever they interact with, be it the outside customer and internal customer. Absolutely. And if we're all aligned, and you did use the word alignment at some point in mm-hmm. our conversation, uh, if they're all aligned in the same direction, the customer is going to have a consistent and predictable experience as they first time they do business with you and continue to do business. Right. Did I pick that up right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm and, and easier said than done sometimes. I get that. And the larger the organization, the more layers there are. Yep. Uh, if that's the goal, if that's what we're putting our attention on, right? What, what we put our attention on grows stronger in our life. What we measure, we can manage. And so if in alignment is that, then it's a constant refrain, right? It's always part of a conversation. Yep. Always, always, always. And I remember uh, you said, you know, the size of the organization. If you have an organization that's 100 people, 300 people, this is really easy to implement quickly. Uh, I once was in front of an audience uh, and one of the gentlemen in the audience raised his hand and said, you keep saying this is, this is simple. I said, simple doesn't mean easy. Yeah. He goes, well, I've got a pretty big company. How long is this going to take? And I said, how big is your company? He said, 35,000 employees. I said, four to six years, let's get started. Where can I send the contract? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, I was joking, but he got the message. The bigger the company, the longer it's going to take to implement because it's about communication and messaging. And by the way, that in in itself, trying to sell all employees on what your radical relevance is, is just as important, if not even more so than on the outside. We're talking with Bill Cates, the author of Radical Relevance. We're going to take a short break. Don't go away. Are you ready to be amazing? Of course you are. And that's why you tune into Amazing Business Radio. If you like what you're hearing here, you're going to love my new TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home. Each episode is devoted to sharing ideas to help you be amazing in both your business and personal lives. We also feature an app or technology every week that you're going to find fascinating. And we always have at least two guests on the show. The show is now available on Amazon Prime, Roku, C-Suite TV, and more. So the choice is yours. Be amazing or go home. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We are back on Amazing Business Radio talking with my buddy Bill Cates about radical relevance. Okay, great book. I want you to share with us, uh, based on what you know about me, the audience that we're talking to, the number one biggest takeaway from the book. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> well, <And> you're laughing. <laughs> it, well, because there's so much. and Yeah, there's so many know, number one things. <laughs> well, and I know your audience is, is and your angle is, is, is the service and the, and the experience. And I get that. So, you know, we've talked about this concept of alignment. How do we get everyone in alignment? Uh, well, let me, let me share with you an exercise I do with companies of different sizes uh, in their effort to determine what their full value proposition is, also helps create that sense of alignment at the same time. So what we want to do is the first thing, as we're thinking about what our value proposition is, it was, as we're thinking about what is the message we want to convey to the world. And by the, va- by the way, value proposition is not elevator pitch. It's not the short bullet point things that we say. It's really the entire how we provide value from the minute we meet someone through an internet lead, through someone calling in, through someone walking in the store, whatever it is, they're a prospect, the courtship, the onboarding into working with us and throughout the entire experience, whatever that is, get as many people as you can together. And if it's a large organization, you're going to do it in little subsets of workshops. But nonetheless, what we want to do is we want to figure out every single point of value that we bring 
in that client or customer experience. Mm. What are the questions we ask? What are the things we teach? What, what are our points of responsive service? What are the problems where we solve well, et cetera, et cetera, all that whole thing. And what happens is when people go through this, they get excited. And you want to have different departments together, right? Because someone may be on the front end of that experience, doesn't even really know what happens later on in the experience. And so we want that, that cross communication to happen. So we have this incredible list of all the different points of value. That alone creates a lot of excitement within an organization and, you know, it helps support that missionary type of, of value we're trying to bring. And then we take that and we bring it to our customers. We bring it to those people, not all of them, but those people who care about us, our advocates, the people that will take some extra time to help us sift through these things. And we, and we want to know how they would say those things and what those things mean to them because we pick up a lot from our customers and that. And then from there, we start to develop that all-important, radically relevant and critically compelling value proposition that we use to communicate our value. All right. I heard a couple of things, and I'm going to share my insight. <clears throat> and thank you for this. Number one, we're going to num a number of places within our organization, not just people on the front line, because people yes. behind the scenes may come up with a completely different answer of what value they can bring. We're going to assemble all of these value points that we mm -hmm. think are relevant, and then we're going to take them to our customer, a customer that we know already loves us. Mm -hmm. And we're going to ask them what they think, and we need to listen very carefully to the yep. way they reflect back on what we think our value prop is. Because yes. using their words is better than using our words. And the next phase would be to convert that, that value proposition into words that our customers use, not that we use. Am I, am I, exactly did I hear it, it right? Yeah. Well, that's right, because the, the, best, the best way to be relevant to someone is to use words that are already in their brain and concepts that are already in their brain. And sometimes we develop things kind of in a, in a vacuum. Yep. Um, but you kind of mentioned this in our last segment. Uh, it, it, we say things and they don't mean anything to the customer. They don't have that much relevance. Well, yeah, exactly. But so I had, think, a, I had a client of mine say, I did this exercise. I, I continually to do it. And he says, Bill, you, you help our folks uh, learn how to ask referrals to make it as natural as breathing. And I go, wow, that's cool. I never would have said that. I never would have thought of that. Yeah, natural as breathing is a pretty, pretty good statement. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. It's smooth. It's fluid. It's natural. It's not, there's no fear. There's all of that. Right. And so now I use that, of course, and I quote him, mm -hmm. uh, Michael Schmitz, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. But just uh, coming up with the right words and, and it's mm -hmm. the way your customers think, not just the way you think. Love mm -hmm. it. All right. Uh, we have time for one more question and it's okay. always the same question every show. It's the one thing question. Now you've just given us a big takeaway and a great assignment. Is there something that you want to leave this audience with today? Something that you absolutely want them to remember? And I'm going to make it easy for you. It could be something new, but it could also be an emphasis on something you just talked about uh, in the last half hour or so. Yes, so it's gonna actually be a little bit of uh, addition to what we just talked about. In my book, I have the 17 principles of radical relevance. So these are the principles that guide the strategies and the tactics. And one of those is give your customers or give your clients a seat at the table. And what I mean by that is we never wanna develop any kind of marketing messages, sales messages, you name it, without incorporating our customers into that process, right? Just as we talked about. 
The same thing with any processes that we're creating to serve our customers or clients, right? We want to, not just the marketing message, but the internal processes of serving, we want to make sure we don't do any of that without giving at least some of our customers a seat at the table. Some people do focus groups and there's different ways to do that. And then internally, we don't want to develop processes, right? We don't want to develop internal messages. We don't want to develop anything without giving our internal customers a seat at the table, right? This is how you get buy-in. This is how you create the culture internally and externally that you want to present uh, to, to your customers. Right. I always think that leadership sometimes sits in a vacuum. And yet when companies expand no their, their meetings to include people in all areas of the company, it, it's amazing the changes and, and, and really, I, I'm going to use that word radical, the radical mm-hmm. changes and differences that can be made when you start to open up and listen, not only to your customers, but also to the others in your company. All right. Once again, the book, Radical Relevance, available everywhere. Is that right? Where can well, they get the book? Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. That's, that's everywhere. Go yes. all over the world. You can order all from Amazon. You know, Kindle, audio, paperback, you name it. All right. Love it. Love it. Bill Cates, you're a great guy. You're a good friend. And I thank you for being on the show. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio, everyone. We always, every week, have an amazing guest sharing insights from all kinds of different areas, whether it be service, experience, and maybe things outside of what we traditionally think. Uh, But that's what it's all about. We're going to have another guest next week, so make sure you tune in. And until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.